wanted to be a teacher, but my mom was a teacher for 30 something years. And, you know, as I was getting ready for college, she kind of questioned that. Welcome to the American Grown Podcast, hosted by Austin Sullivan. The American Grown Podcast will focus on people from different walks of life and their journey to where they are now. Now, turn up your volume and settle in for a great episode. This is the American Grown Podcast, recorded inside the ColorTech Creative Solutions Studios. Today, we have Emily Bumgarner, a registered dietitian with Wise Markets. Emily, welcome to episode 63 of the American Grown Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for making it in. Uh, so where are, you, where are you actually from? I live right outside of Hershey, okay. so from Central PA, so local. Nice. Yeah. So not too bad of a drive. No, not at all. Yeah, not at all. Cool. So um, I wanted to talk about how we got introduced. Mm -hmm. Wise Markets is actually a client of ours here at ColorTech uh, and has been for a few years. And I was on a Teams call with uh, Kimberly. Yes. We were talking, I forget how we got on the subject of the podcast that I'm doing here. And she said, there's a dietitian in your area, which that kind of surprised me because I just thought with corporate being up near Sunbury, I wasn't sure yeah. how it worked. But yeah, you know, needless to say, and now here we are. She said, yeah, Emily's in your area and, and we'd love to get her on the podcast. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's five of us. I'm okay. the most local one. The next closest one is in Sunbury, but nice. yep, I cover all of central PA. Wow. That's a pretty big area to cover. Yeah. Every, every day's different. So I'm here and there and everywhere. It keeps you on your toes. Yep. So the reason we're on the team's call is actually because we do your Healthy Bites uh, magazine. It's a bi-monthly publication, right around 24 pages. It's packed with healthy recipes and articles to help you live a healthier lifestyle. It can be picked up for free at your local Wise Markets. Yep. So you can grab it. Usually it's at the front with the circulars. If there's a pharmacy, it'll be there, customer service. But yeah, it's free. And like you said, there's lots of good information in there. It's also online. So if you maybe aren't local or don't have one, you know, right next door, you can go online and look at it as well and look at all the old ones too. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So you can even go back and see yeah. previous editions. Yep. On the second page there, you have a QR code. There's a picture of you and Kimberly and, and the whole team. Yep. Let's start off from the beginning, where did you grow up? Where were you born and raised? Let's get some uh, details on that. Yep. So I grew up in Middletown. Um, so moved to Hershey area pretty recently, but still, you know, fairly close by. And um, I went to Lower Dauphin High School, all through high school, kind of wanted to be a teacher. But my mom was a teacher for 30 something years. And, you know, as I was getting ready for college, she kind of questioned that. And I really enjoyed the um, home ec, family consumer science type classes and wanted to teach that and quickly realized that they were being taken out of schools. Yes. So maybe that wasn't yeah. the best career option. Um, and then ended up doing a foods cooking class in school and somehow found that nutrition was a major in college and ended up choosing that as my major. I kind of went in knowing what I was doing, but also at the same time, not fully knowing what a dietitian did. Um, went to the University of Delaware for undergrad. So not too far away, about an hour and a half, nice distance, and did four years of nutrition undergrad. And then to be a dietitian, you actually have to do an internship for 1600 hours. Really? That is unpaid that you pay tuition 
four. Ooh, nice. It kind of gets you there. Yes. But so yeah. it's competitive. Okay. I actually ended up in Florida for part of it. Oh, and then came back home and did part of it in Harrisburg, Hershey area. Okay. So let's back it up a little bit. In high school, you know, taking like the home ec classes and you wanted to go be a teacher and your mom kind of persuaded you otherwise. Mm -hmm. Were there classes or things that you were focusing on in high school? Like, and even then in college, like what kind of classes do you take to become a dietitian? Yeah, that's a good question. So, you know, going into it, I was thinking more of like the food cooking, you know, the the food groups, that kind of thing. Um, but it is very different in school. I mean, we did everything from learning tube feedings and calculations for that really? to, yeah, like some people that work in the hospital, that's what they're doing every day. Yeah. So we would learn that. We did cooking classes where we are learning to make mayonnaise and like the emulsification science stuff of that to the community aspect of, you know, running a health fair or something like that. So a little bit of everything in school, but it definitely steers you more towards the clinical hospital role. And coming out of school, that's honestly where I thought and I think a lot of my peers thought we would end up. But clearly, that doesn't have yeah, to be does, the case. It doesn't always have to be the case, for sure. Yeah. So I always thought, like, a, a dietitian was someone that, you know, um, counted calories or, you know, and again, this is a broad overview, but like drinking water, salads, things like that. And it sounds like there's so much more to being a dietitian. Yes. I think it's changed. It used to be a lot of that, like, calorie counting. And it kind of depends on who you are, where you're working, but our team definitely is more so into like the intuitive eating, listening to yourself. We're not having people track and count calories, but you know, if you're working in a hospital setting, you you might need to do yeah. that depending on the person's condition. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Now, how did you figure out that you're passionate about food and nutrition? Like, where do you think that started from? I've always, my family has always been very big on food And ever since I can remember, we've always sat down for dinner every night, home-cooked meal. Yeah. That definitely played a role. Now, was it always the most nutritious? No, but it was delicious. So I just always had that kind of passion for like being in the kitchen and that kind of thing. And then some of those foods classes in high school, I think doing like the food groups and the, you know, matching different things together kind of brought that in. But still went into college not exactly knowing what I was getting myself into. Right. But it was still good. So this goes back to, you know, sitting at the family table, Mm -hmm. friends, family, relatives um, for the holidays, things like that. That's what I'm picturing, which I feel like, you know, now more days with everyone so, so busy, you know, getting pulled in a million different directions that people don't always have the time and don't always take the time to cook a home cooked meal and sit at the table and actually look at what they're eating. They just Mm kind of you know, again, just being pulled in a million different directions, you just kind of get and go, you know, you just kind of eat and go. Would you say there's a a benefit to sitting around the family table, getting everyone together and and eating a healthy home-cooked meal? Definitely. I don't think it has to be every night, every day, because it's just not realistic, especially now when everybody is so busy. But I think if you can do it, even if it's breakfast, maybe everybody's home at breakfast and they're on the go at dinner. Um, or, you know, set aside one night a week, two nights a week and do it. If you can do it every night, great. But it's just not realistic for everybody. Um, 
But it definitely you can sit and talk with everybody, see how they're doing, check in on your kids, check in on whoever you're living with. And it doesn't have to be your immediate family. It can be friends. It can just be that interaction. So that's something we talk about with September is always Family Meals Month. So we always talk about that and just having that connection with people and that connection with food. And no, it's not always going to be the most nutritious thing. But if you're sitting down and eating, you know, an overall balanced meal, you're still doing good. And it's that quality time, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like. I feel like sometimes people just, you don't take the time because again, you're so busy and to sit down around the family table and have a nice cooked meal. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, we're coming off of Thanksgiving, Christmas time, New Year's. I don't know if you do the pork and sauerkraut. Yeah. It's like a tradition, you know, it's uh, what? Good luck, right? Yeah. Bought and... it yesterday. Ready Did to you? go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Oh my gosh. We always go to my, uh, my aunts now. She kind of took over for my grandmother who's, who's in a home, but uh, yeah, it's just something, something you do. Yep. What is the process like to become a registered dietitian? And I believe, is it five or six years you've been a registered dietitian? Yes, I have been for going on five years. So it's way more difficult than anybody (laughs) thinks. So you have those four years, or most people, four years of undergrad. And then you have your 1,600 hours of your internship that is competitive to even get into. Um, And then, so I didn't have to do a master's, but I did just because. Um, But starting in 2024, new candidates have to have a master's degree. So I kind of did it with the hopes of being competitive with them. Um, So at this point, everybody will have to have undergrad, master's, their internship. And then you have to sit for a national exam and pass that. Wow. Um, so that can be like 150 to 200 questions on everything from food service to the clinical side of things. Um, and then you're good to go. Holy cow. So this is very serious. Like it's not just like you graduate and boom, you're a dietitian. Yeah. There's a process. There is. Yeah. And so where did you um, intern? I don't think we mentioned. So I did a distance program. Um, it was actually a company in a consulting company in Oklahoma. So I went to Oklahoma for a week, did my orientation, flew to Florida Yeah. Um, and did part in a hospital there part in a school food service. You kind of get a little bit of everything. Then I came back home, did uh, the Harrisburg YMCA was my community rotation. And then I did a private practice out of Hershey Carpe Diem Nutrition. She meets with people in her home. So saw a little bit of everything. And then the Harrisburg YMCA actually wanted me to stay on. So that was my first job. First job. What did you like to do as an intern? And, And even now, like what is some of your favorite things? I think the community stuff is what I like the most. Um, The clinical is definitely interesting, but just wasn't my thing. I know people absolutely love it, but it just wasn't necessarily my first choice. But I really like the community things where you have like the different education programs and the health fairs and you're interacting with more people and able to talk to more people. And a lot of times it's people that want to talk to you. You know, if somebody's in the hospital they're being discharged. You know, it's more so I, I have talked to the dietitian before I'm discharged. They might not fully be aware. They might be in pain. They might not feel good. So it's, they're not necessarily as interested. Makes sense. Yeah. So a lot of the people that you see out and about at a community event or coming to us at the store are seeking you out and 
a little bit more willing and able to listen. They're open. They're open. Yes. Yeah. I could see that, you know, at a hospital, you, you could be on medications depending on what you're there for. Yeah. And, and you just want to go home. Yep. So you're just like, oh, I got to talk to this dietitian, yep. you know. I get it. Okay. So now what was it about the Harrisburg YMCA? Like, what was it that you really liked there? So that was doing um, health education programs. So I was doing like a diabetes program, a heart health program, um, and it was just kind of educating on nutrition information. And it was just like a very close-knit community working with a lot of people in the community, and it was just a really good position to start. Um, It wasn't necessarily a dietitian position, but it kind of got my foot in the door and got me experience. I felt comfortable talking to people and educating people, so it was a good start. All right, very cool. And you can definitely tell that you're comfortable behind the mic. (laughs) Thank you. And from Harrisburg, how did you then get to Wise Markets? What was that like? So when I felt like I was ready to kind of take that next step in my career, you know, the normal go on Google and let me see what I can find looking up dietitian. Um, So dietitian is kind of a title that not just anybody can use. So um, making sure that it was a job that required a dietitian with that background. Uh, So I was like looking on Google and all the local hospitals were popping up. So I'm like, you know what, I'll just apply to the hospitals. At that point, I was still thinking dietitian in the hospital. So applied, you know, not getting it, kind of that, oh, a bummer, you know, you're kind of... Right, because you know you can do it. You know you have the the tools and the capability, and it's just like, ah, come on, somebody give me a shot. Yeah, and it's, you know, you're fairly new, and you just, they say you need experience, but... I need yeah. to get in the door to get the experience. Right. It's like, so. how, do you, how do I get the experience if you won't give me a shot? You know? yeah. yeah. So then was just kind of bummed and kept Googling, came across a posting for Wise and applied. And within like a month and a half-ish, got the job and started. And it was kind of one of those things like, okay, I've shopped at Wise. I don't know exactly what they do, but I think I can do this. Kind of went along with it. And yeah, I started in August of 2019. So a, a little before uh, COVID. Yeah. Uh, what was that like for you? Uh, you know, COVID and, and when was that? March, you know, um, time frame. Like, what was it like being a dietitian for Wise Markets and then COVID hit? Yeah, that's that's a, that's a good question. Yeah, because I mean, what, you were there for almost roughly maybe a year, maybe? Yeah, I was yeah. there at least I want to say like six months before it hit. So I think I had a good time to learn and do the normal stuff before COVID hit. Um, But then obviously the grocery store was a hot place in March of 2020. Uh, So, I mean, we were doing our normal stuff, but probably from like March to May, it was you're helping to clean, you're helping with online orders, you're doing whatever needs to be done in the store, not just your typical role, especially because what we were doing was in the store. Mm-hmm. We were doing at that point samplings in the store, community events, literally anything wow. and everything interacting Inter- with people. In person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, what do we do? So at that point we were just kind of helping wherever we could. Gotcha. How many so how many like stores are under your umbrella? Um, so we have a hundred and ninety-six total. I don't have an exact number for mine, but just I kind of cover my offices in Enola. So kind of cover from like Mechanicsburg down to Lebanon, Lancaster and all in between. All right. And so now do you visit the stores like once a month or as needed? Like how does how does that work? Well, for the, I guess I guess it's per event maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's more so per request, per event. 
Um, I'm in my store a few days a week and have an office there. Um, but if there's like a request somewhere or the store wants to do something or the, you know, a community event, I'll go there. Um, but since there's not like a dietitian office in every store, you know, we can't necessarily meet with everybody. But if there's a request for something, yeah, we'll try and make it work. You'll go. I got you. Yeah. Very cool. So now, you know, again, being a dietitian at Wise Markets, what are some of the services that you all offer? And then what like exactly do you do other than obviously going to the events and things like that? But um, do you write the articles? Like, tell me a little bit about, you know, what is your like job description at Wise Markets? Yep, that's a loaded question. It's a little bit of everything. Every single day is different. Some of our services, we do nutrition consults. I would say that's a smaller portion of what we do, but if somebody wants to meet one-on-one and talk about whatever it is, usually I would say like heart health, diabetes, um, high cholesterol, that kind of thing are more common, but you know, I've had some random ones, but they can meet. um, And now thankfully COVID let us do virtual phone call video visit. Yes. So you know, somebody's in, you know, the middle of Lebanon and I can't make it down here, then I can still still talk to them. Yeah, you can still help them out. Isn't it amazing how video calls and things like that just changed everything? So that's, that's interesting how you're using that to, you know, to help others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're able to kind of chat one-on-one and a lot of people I have come, so we don't charge for any of our services. Really? Yeah. So a lot of people, they might say, well, you know, I was just at the doctor and they told me I need to go talk to a dietitian for my diabetes, but I can't get in until four months from now. So they come talk to us, you know, it might be in the meantime until they can go to somebody who's a little bit more specialized in that, but at least they're able to meet with us. It's at no charge. And then we can, even if they're coming in person, we can walk them through the store. We might be able to pull something off the shelf and show them. Really? You'll so, go that to that extent? Yeah. So wow. if they are there in person, it is nice to be able to pull something off the shelf, show them the label, or if there's a product that I like and I can go show them exactly what it is, it's right there. Yeah. You know, if you're sitting in an office, can't do that. Wow. I didn't know that that you offered all those things. I mean, that's very helpful, you know, especially for someone that, you know, is, is looking for, you know, like you said, a dietitian. I need some nutrition facts. I need some information to, to live a better lifestyle and a healthier lifestyle. Because again, like we went back to a lot of times, it's just like grab something quick, eat it and go. But if you can steer people to uh, a healthier option, you know, that's still just as quick or as efficient to make, that works out. So now how do you help others like make healthy food changes and how does that work then for their lives like how do you because a lot of times again when you think of nutrition dietitian diet drastic changes sometimes that comes to mind and then people are like whoa i don't want to change i'll just keep going you know about my my daily life yep i like that you said that you're like dietitian has diet in it and it's funny because I, I personally think a lot of dietitians are going this way and our whole team is. Like I said, it's really about the more mindful eating and less of those strict diets. You know, we are never going to tell you to go eat X amount of calories or fully cut out your ice cream that you like at night. We are big proponents of enjoying yourself. Um, and somebody once told me when I started at Wise, they said, 
we sell everything at the grocery store. So it's just about helping people make some better choices and put some better options in their cart. Obviously, everybody loves the wise quality ice cream. Yes. So that's going to be in your cart. <laughs> right. But it's about adding in some better things. So rather than taking those things away. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So we do that. Um, one thing in addition to the consult, so we kind of talk through that with people, is our virtual classes. So that came about because of COVID. Because COVID? Yes. There we go. Some good things came out of COVID, yeah. Yeah. So we used to do in-person classes, but, you know, if I'm doing them in Enola, somebody's not going to drive an hour plus from Lebanon. Right. So we are able to reach people all across the, you know, company's reach. I have people in New York, New Jersey, where we have a few stores and, you know, I'm in my kitchen providing education to them. So a lot of them are cooking style so everybody can be in their own kitchen we send an ingredient list ahead of time so they can go to the store and then we give them a coupon for five off 35 or more dollars so that they can get their ingredients yeah Yeah. so um, some are also workshops so it might be you know talking about resolutions for the new year or something like that yeah Um, but yeah that's different ways that we educate people so during the the videos um they're live Mm -hmm. okay so you're actually cooking and the viewers are actually cooking with you. Yes. That's really neat. Yeah. So we kind of give step-by-step, give some different tips, things like that. You know, we're not professional chefs, but we'll show you how to cut an onion. We'll give you tips on different things. If there's, you know, leftovers, what you can do with them. Um, Even just like exposing people to new things. It might be produce that they never bought before because they didn't know how to use it. So simple things like that. Wow. So like you offer everything. So one of my next questions I had was... What is like your go-to healthy snack? A lot of people have New Year's resolutions or they're at that breaking point because we're recording this end of December, but this episode will come out like end of January. So I feel like around January, early February, people are like, "Uh, maybe I'm not going to go to the gym so much or maybe I'm not going to cook these meals anymore. I'm just going to go back to my old ways. So like what's a healthy snack that you would recommend and how can people stick to their New Year's resolutions? So my go-to is probably apples and peanut butter. I love apples and peanut butter. I love a sweet and salty. Yes. Do you cut the, cut the skin off or leave it on? I do cut the skin do you? off. Oh my gosh. Oh my I God. do, which I always tell people eat the skin. There's more fiber. It's healthy, right? But personally, I just like it without yeah. the skin. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I love the sweet and salty, but popcorn's always a good one. Trail mix, like a, I say do with like a DIY and just like pick your own nuts, your own cereal, your own whatever you want to add in. Real quick with the trail mix, something yeah. interesting. I Googled it and I heard that if you eat one M&M, you have to run a, uh, the length of a football field, 100 yards. Hmm. Yeah. Do you know I don't I'm... know off the top of my okay. head, but I would say eat the M&M. You're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just wanted like, to burn that uh, M&M off that you ate. And I'm like, that's so interesting because I just think about all the M&Ms I've eaten in, at one sitting. But yeah. You know, yeah. I think it eventually balances out. Like, it all in yeah. the wash, it balances out. Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, you're good. I think like you said about the resolutions or, you know, for the coming months, I think a lot of people say, oh, it's January, you know, I got to get back on track and that's fine, but it's staying on track and doing something that you can do all year. Yeah. You know, don't go into January and be restrictive and then by March you kind of fall off um, the track. Do something that is realistic. Maybe it's adding in another fruit or vegetable. Maybe it's 
not having your sweets as frequently or maybe just smaller portions, but it's something you can do all year and it's not going to be something crazy that by March, April, you're totally over it. And like you said too, still get the ice cream, but get some other, some different fruits, different vegetables in your cart. Yeah. 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 You just have to be realistic. And I understand, you know, we have so many people come in and, you know, on their form, weight loss, weight loss. Sometimes I really try to get people and we all do to focus on other things. I always say to the people I meet with, well, you know, what's your diabetes numbers, your heart numbers, all of those things, what are they looking like? How are you sleeping? How do you feel? How do your clothes fit? All of those things and not so much focusing on the number on the scale. I know it's hard because we're kind of conditioned. You know, you go to the doctor, what's the first thing they Get do? Get on the scale. Get on the I F1. understand you need a metric, but there's other things mm-hmm. and our whole team really tries to get people to realize that. Um, and, you know, to an extent, we understand that you need metrics, but there's so many other things that come down to it. And a lot of it can be mental too, kind of overcoming those things. So just looking at your overall health. I see what you're saying. It almost sounds like taking care of the small things will then eventually take care of, you know, losing weight. Exactly. If that's what people want to do. Exactly. Yeah. So now, like we mentioned, some of the, the snacks and, and things, if you had to give like two or three tips for you know, healthier nutrition, healthier lifestyle, what would you give to the listeners for the new year? I would say, like we talked about, adding in rather than taking out and being restrictive. So maybe you realize I eat one vegetable a day, if that, add in another vegetable or try to at some point, um, rather than taking out your favorite things, because you're just going to be miserable. And you know, when you want to have that sweet tooth, it's just, you're going to be forcing yourself not to, and it's just not going to be fun. Um, Don't do that. And then kind of portion control, but... Oh, that's probably a big one. Yeah, not too restrictive, but just like looking at your portions. Even if it's, you know, you sit down to dinner, how much are you scooping up? Are you forcing yourself to eat it just because it's on your plate? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So a lot of us probably eat more than we need, But I also think you should listen to yourself. And if you're still hungry, make sure you are getting more. Um, But just looking at those things, especially the things that maybe are higher in fat, higher in sugar, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe not have as much of those, but just taking a look at that. And then along the same lines, listening to your body. If you are hungry at 1.30 in the afternoon, have a snack. If you are... Apples with peanut butter. Yeah, apples with peanut butter. Perfect. If you are hungry after dinner then maybe you have a snack and maybe you realize, okay, tomorrow I need to eat a little bit more for dinner. So listening to yourself, um, and that is a a learned technique. It's not something that happens overnight. Right. Two things. What is your take on sodas? We'll start there and then I got the other one. Okay. Soda, I think in moderation, I don't think, I know some people it's like their coffee. They kind of have it every day. Um, But the thing with soda is it can be, well, it is very high in added sugar. And added sugar isn't great for any of us, but I'm not going to tell you to never have added sugar. I think, again, you have to be realistic that it's in so many things, Um, but just, you know, portion control with that. And maybe you are somebody that drinks two or three a day, maybe slowly cut it down a little bit. And then maybe it'll be an every other day thing or a once a week thing. Um, A lot of people find their taste buds change then and they don't crave Crave it as as much. much? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense to sway off of that diet coke and regular coke is it any better diet coke 
So it is going to have like the artificial sweeteners, which I personally don't have an issue with. Um, there's studies that show concerns with them, but the quantity you would have to have them in would be like exponential. So yeah. not an issue, but again, not something that you necessarily want to drink a ton of every single day, mainly because you're not really getting any nutritional benefits from it. Right. It's you all know, sugars. Yeah. yeah. So it's not necessarily providing anything. So if that's your, you know, your replacement for your coffee or something, go for it. But it's not going to be really providing much to you. And I would just say in moderation. Oh, everything in moderation, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. So now with snacking, to kind of come back to the apples with peanut butter, which like we both love. <laughs> so snacking after like later into the evening, eight, nine o'clock, when should you, is there a time when you should be like, no, I, I don't need to snack. And is, do you think people are snacking because they're watching Netflix or watching TV? Uh, what are your thoughts with that? So I don't know where it came from, but you always hear that like, don't eat past seven, eight o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's necessarily the rule for everybody. I think some people don't sleep as well or feel as good. I know myself, if I eat past a certain time, I feel more hungry in the morning because my body's digesting it. But then there's people who feel like they need to eat something right before. So I think you have to listen to your body and know how it kind of works overnight. Um, or some people, if they have blood sugar issues, maybe they do need to eat later in the evening. But I don't think there's like a set rule of, you know, you're going to lose weight or you're going to be healthier just yeah. because you cut it off at a certain time. And I have so many people that they work weird schedules or their That's spouse true. works a weird schedule. So they're eating with them when they get home. So just kind of whatever works for you. So that might be like a myth. Really. Yeah, I think that's one of those yeah. that it just kept like getting a repeated. Tale or something. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. I always wonder because I, I, my wife would be like, "No, you can't have snacks," and you know, because again, we're trying to be better and stuff. We have a daughter now, and yeah. and actually a son on the way. So it's like, okay, what can you do? Little things, and I can let her know it's uh, maybe not. You know, it's a myth. It's but maybe, I do think it's yeah. a lot of boredom. Because even do personally, yeah. I find myself, you know, you sit down and you're like, I want a little something, yeah. something sweet, snack, something crunchy. Salty. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing is taking that like second to think, okay, wait a minute. Am I hungry? Or I just want something. Or if it is, okay, I want something. Maybe don't sit down with the whole bag or container. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just that's take bad. a little handful. Right. Like smart pop. You yeah. Know, smart popcorn. Yeah, a little yeah. handful. Yeah. What is your take on this? I've heard that sometimes when you feel hungry, it's really you need more water. It can be. So I wouldn't necessarily just, you know, every time you're hungry, replace the water. But I do think making sure you're hydrated. Um, you know, I keep my water with me all day. If you're not a huge water drinker, add flavor to it. Do seltzer water, something like that, because um, our body does need to stay hydrated. Um, but sometimes it is more that like boredom or thirsty or something like that. But yeah. it could be. And I saw you brought your, what is it, Stanley? Like, a, is that yeah. the 40 ounce? Yeah. <laughs> so how many of those do you do you drink a day? Probably two? about two. Two? Okay. Yeah. Is that what you would recommend for, for most people? Um, there's not like a set amount that people necessarily have to aim for. But I think, you know, a few water bottles a day. And it depends. Like some people I know can go all day without barely drinking anything. Yeah. So obviously I wouldn't recommend them to drink right. two of those. But, you know 
good chunk of ounces would be good. Um, isn't going to do you any harm. And I always tell people if you drink coffee, ca- anything with caffeine, try to alternate it with water so that you're not yeah. getting extra dehydrated. Uh, that makes sense. And, and I also heard a cup of like a glass of water, a cup of water in the morning is really good for the body. Yeah, it kind of gets everything going, gets the blood flowing, yeah. you know. Um, I forget where I heard that. Maybe I just Googled it or maybe it was on another podcast. But, yeah, I heard if you drink a glass of water first thing in the morning, before your coffee, before anything, just take a drink of water Can't and it's hurt. really good. Yeah, yeah, it gets things going, I guess. Yeah. So now the items you brought with you today, tell us a little bit about them. And then there'll be photos on uh, American Grown Podcast, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah, so you have our magazine. Yes. So like you said, lots of good stuff in there. Um, that's something that our team puts together with a third-party company um, that kind of helps, you know, make it look all pretty. But we pick the recipes. Some of them we create. So especially like our kids' recipes, um, we've been creating those. Um, we help write the articles and put some like quotes and stuff in there. But that's fun. I've been getting to work on that. So kind of different editing, writing. Yeah. Not something you think a dietitian would do. But a little, little, little more creative. Yeah. A little fun thing. And I like it too because all the, I mean, it's sure there's some reading, right? But it's a lot of photos and, you know, beautiful photography. Yes. Whoever, whoever does your, your photo work um, and actually, you know, looking at it, it makes you hungry. Oh my gosh. What is this one? Oh, hot, hot cocoa mix. Uh, oh, snowman peanut butter. Yes, the snowman cups. peanat butter. I was oh, that creating that. delicious. Yeah? Yep. How was it? It was delicious. It looks delicious. That is one of my yeah. favorites is a little homemade peanut butter cup. Okay. So. I'll have to check this uh, recipe out. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. But yes, yeah, we have the Healthy Bites magazines. You can pick that up at your local Wise Markets. Uh, but what else? You, you brought a bunch of other things. So I just have a printout. We have a new logo we are doing. So if you see that, it's still us, still same dietitian team, but just switching it up a little bit. Um, and then I have our nutrition services. So we kind of touched on that, but we have our counseling, our virtual classes, community events. So those are all free to our customers. So they can always reach out and schedule that. And then the community events, if they just send us an email, it can be like a health fair. It can be a lunch and learn. It can be anything that they would like. Businesses, senior centers, YMCA, really anything. Okay. And what's uh, what's the email? Um, it's wisedietitians at wisemarkets.com. And then um, they can get you connected. If you're local, probably to me. Um, but if not, whoever is local. Yeah. And is this, this is the new logo here? Yes. Okay. We'll have photos at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you also brought a pocket folder. Is that just what everything yep. was in? Yep. This is our um, yeah. brochure here is our Nutrifax. So that's actually a program I don't know if you've ever seen no. in our store. So it is on um, our shelf tags. So where you see the price, uh-huh. it will have certain icons. Um, and these brochures should be by the circulars in the store as well. Um, but there's different icons. So like heart healthy, low sodium, no added sugar. So we run all the foods through a database. And if they qualify, they get that on the shelf tag. Okay. So if you don't feel comfortable reading the labels, you can kind of look for those. That's and very it's helpful. helpful. And it's in all very, the stores. Very helpful. Wow. So like if it's, uh, like you said, low sodium, because I know you got to watch your salt intake, yeah. you know, especially as, as, as people are getting older. So this will actually have a, a tag, something that's going to stand out. You had it on the back there and I'll, I'll put a picture. Wow. So yep. it literally says, you know, right there, it calls it out. So it's clear. You don't have to turn to the back and look yes. at the label. Yeah. It's a little that's bit easier awesome. for some people to just look there. Yeah. Wow. Very, very helpful. Now, how can our listeners connect with you and follow along on your journey? 
Yeah. So we have our website. Um, if you go to wisemarkets.com slash nutrition, um, we actually just updated that yesterday. So we have ways to contact all of us and then our services. Um, and then we are on all the wise social media. So our dietitian team creates content for Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, whatever else there is wow. i i'm still learning with yeah. all of that but um recipe videos on there we do facebook live every month so you'll see us there giveaways fun stuff so i mean you're definitely got social media covered yeah your, your wife's markets <laughs> is everywhere and that makes it so easy for the listeners and, and anyone out there to get a hold of you and and again live a healthier lifestyle exactly perfect so before we close out is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners I think just if you are interested, even if it's a simple question, reach out to us. We can always answer a question by email, even if you don't want to set up a consult or um, a class or something. But definitely, if you haven't checked out, checked out our classes, I encourage you to do so. We have a lot of good ones coming up for the new year. So if you just go to wisemarkets.com slash nutrition, you can find the schedule and get signed up and then we'll send you the ingredient list. Emily Bumgarner, registered dietitian with Wise Markets on the American Grown Podcast in the ColorTech Creative Solutions Studios. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. To see photos of today's guests and more content, just search American Grown Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to be a featured guest on the podcast, please direct message or email Austin at americangrownpod at gmail.com. This episode was brought to you by these sponsors. Cleona Coffee Roasters is a small batch coffee roastery and coffee shop. Veteran and first responder owned, community oriented, and roasted fresh to order. Now open inside 911 Rapid Response, Anvil PA. Go to cleonacoffeeroasters.com to order online, see updated hours, and find where you can buy it close to you. Triggered 22 LLC, a veteran-owned apparel company. By purchasing a t-shirt, hat, or hoodie from Triggered 22, you're not only supporting a small business, but you're bringing awareness to veteran PTSD and suicide. Please help save the lives of those who fought for our freedoms. Visit Triggered22.com now and place your order. Let's help those suffering from invisible wounds.